And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker. While the country has been racing toward moral decline, it is not too late to save it. So says um, Franklin Graham. But I think the problem today is the failure of the church. Today we have with us, uh, from Franklin Graham's National Decision American Tour, um, Steve Rhodes. Steve is a uh, representative for this movement, and I do want him to give you some idea of both what uh, Franklin Graham has been thinking about how we can take effective steps uh, for our country in this time of moral decline and um, national crisis. Steve, uh, you're a vice president with Billy Graham Association, and among your responsibilities is the overseeing of church engagement in Decision America Tour 2016. I also see that you were a pastor for 10 years at Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I believe also uh, on the staff at Brooklyn Tabernacle. Tell us a little bit about Decision America. What is it, and what are you seeking to accomplish? Well, thanks for, thanks for having us on. We really, really appreciate it, and I'm grateful to know you guys and grateful for the work that you guys do. so important in our country. The Decision America Tour is an outgrowth of, I think, what, what Franklin and, and frankly, uh, Billy Graham have seen over the course of the last couple of years, you know, going back six decades, um, Mr. Graham preached all over the world, calling people to repentance and offering the gift of salvation, the the wonderful news that Jesus saves. And, and about 20 years ago, Franklin stepped into the role of CEO and president of organization. And so, Sort of Mr. Graham working with Franklin over the course of particularly the last 10 years as Mr. Graham has um, retired more from public view. He's 97 and a half, by the way, and doing very well. But um, Franklin and Mr. Graham, uh, going back probably six or seven years, started to spot things in the country that are very, very concerning. And so um, at the end of uh, at the end of 2014, as Franklin was praying and considering things, and he started started to become more and more concerned and burdened for this country. And a sense that we've really lost our way. And by we, I mean Christians, us, uh, not so much the world. The world acts like the world is going to act. But it's the, the sense that Christians have maybe taken their eye off the ball spiritually and gotten away from the fundamentals, truly the fundamentals of what it means to be um, an active Christian in the world. And so that, so that's the, uh, the spiritual underpinnings for this tour. And as a result of that, Franklin made a decision to clear his whole schedule for 2016, moving festivals and other responsibilities that he has from 
the active role in in running the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, and we made a, um, a prayerful decision to go to every capital in 2016 and to preach the gospel and to call the church to prayer and repentance and active engagement. So what some of your listeners have seen, they've been watching this at all, starting in Des Moines in January. We've now been through 19 capitals, and and it's been amazing, to be honest. It's been just amazing to see what God is doing, because God's working, and and He's working in um, in invisible ways, but He's also working uh, in in ways that you can see and spot. And it's it's a, been a blessing to work with churches all over the country. So that's to answer your question. That's a, a quick summary of of how we got to here. Well, I see there are three parts to what you're saying. There's prayer, there's repentance, and there's also action involved in this. And frankly, when I think of the book of Esther, that's exactly what happened in Esther. First. There was prayer after um, the crisis that the Jews faced. Then there was, uh, and as you recall, um, Mordecai called Esther and all of them to prayer. They did pray. There was repentance. But then there was also action. So when you talk about uh, prayer and repentance, what is the action part of this that you're looking at? Uh, Well, I'll I'll speak to prayer for just a second. Uh, Prayer seems like an obvious one, where... Of course, nobody's, nobody's against prayer. The problem is that when you actually look at what's happening, not what we say we believe, but the actual, the actual what's happening on the ground in church after church, community, neighborhoods, cities, there really is an absence of prayer. Even though we say that we believe in it and God is on His throne and God answers prayer, but yet there isn't any. There, there's very little prayer in most churches, and as much as we want to lament prayer being taken out of schools, it's more, more um, stunning that prayer is not is absent from the church. Any concentrated effort to call on God and say, "God, we're counting on you. Our eyes are fixed on you," like the uh, ancient um, kings of Israel, and say, "We we don't know what to do, but our eyes are fixed on you." That's absence. So we want we want to encourage as best as we can community prayer groups, or, or, or prayer meetings in churches. Let's just take 30 minutes once a week, or 15 minutes as a church to call on God. And, and we know that God answers prayer, and so we know uh, great things will happen. So in terms of prayer, we're beyond just calling for it. We would encourage and, and promote, if you can use that word in a sanctified way, promote churches to um, really step step back from what they're doing and call on God and set aside time to prayer, but then to your to your second point, which is but the before act, you go into that, um, let me do let me cut in for a little break here, and then I want to come back to this prayer even before we move on because I started with action, you started with prayer, and you're absolutely right, and I'm really glad you cut in. This is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker of the law firm of Malk Baker. We're speaking with Steve Rhodes, Vice President of the Billy Graham uh, Evangelistic Association. Uh, Steve, let's go back to prayer, okay? How do we, as churches, as individuals, uh, you're absolutely right. There is an absence of prayer, and it's not just the schools. It's in our own hearts. It's in my heart. How do I pray? How do we? I can pray general prayers, God bless America, but in this particular battle, how do we get specific? And particularly in the idea of um, 
churches not wanting to divide their congregations over politics. How do we get involved in prayer? Well, I think the first thing, you know, we, we do exactly what we want to do, right? We, we uh, participate in whatever, whatever we want to make time for. You just look at your day the last 24 hours. You've done, you have responsibilities, but in your other time, you've, you've done precisely what you wanted. And so for, for, for me, uh, the first thing we'd do to, is to set aside time to actually sit down and get quiet and call on God and to, and to work through some things that you're praying about. We all pray about our families, but then to specifically highlight and target prayer, because that's what Jesus taught. It's all the way through the Scripture. You look at all the, all the teaching and all the examples of prayer. They're very specific for God to address a situation. You mentioned Esther, and, and uh, Nehemiah would be another example, or Abraham uh, pleading for lots of for Lot's life in the middle of hor- horrible situation in Sodom. These are all examples of someone looking at a situation and saying, we need something from heaven. So I would say, particularly with your, with your listeners, there are, there are things that are happening right now um, in the physical realm where we need God to come and help and work and give victory or give a breakthrough, a breakthrough. And so it's to, it's to go to God specifically on those issues and say, now, God, we're looking for you. And, and churches can do the same thing, to set aside time even at the end of a service for just people to sit or stand or kneel or whatever the tradition and fix our eyes on God. So it, it, it needs to get practical real fast uh, down to what can we do differently. And if there isn't prayer, you just start slow. You start with a a step of five minutes or ten minutes to to pray and ask God to do something. So I don't know if that answered your question, but I, I certainly think it's a beginning. I think that there's been a terrible silence within the churches because pe- people are afraid of the idea of politics. How do how would you address pastors with regard to that? Well, there there is there's and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of opposition to the church speaking out, and that opposition is very organized and it's very loud. So pastors, uh, the first thing I would do is encourage pastors to be educated because there's a, a lot of misinformation that if pastors speak about anything other than the gospel of Luke, that they're in a lot of trouble and that their tax status is going to be, is going to be jeopardized. Um, that, and that actually may be the case if we continue to remain silent because there, there is an active movement to remove those things from the church, to remove those protections. But the, but the pastors and the people in the congregation have, have to wake up to that. And, and so, so pastors, I think, have, have become um, timid or afraid, in, in, in some cases unnecessarily so, and will not speak about what's happening in the public square. And what, we, what we're trying to highlight is that that's been our tradition for 2,000 years, is that the Church is always at the center of the community. Steve, you are you are singing my song at the firm of law, uh, Malkin Baker. We are continually working with people in that regard. Uh, coming up, we'll be talking about Decision America Tour and how you can be involved specifically. I'm Rich Baker of Malkin Baker, and you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus.
Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, partner with the firm of Malkin Baker, and we're talking with Steve Rhodes, vice president of the Billy Graham Evangelist Association, and we're discussing Franklin Graham's nationwide trek known as the Decision for American Tour. Uh, Steve, you're traveling to all 50 states. You're holding these rallies. And obviously you're moving from the realm of, of prayer also into the realm of action. I note that last December, Mr. Graham quit the Republican Party over its failure to stand up and end funding for Planned Parenthood after it was exposed for trafficking in body parts of aborted children. There he stated publicly, I have no hope in the Democratic Party. I have zero hope in the Republican Party. My only hope is in the body of Christ. What did Mr. Graham mean when he said that? Well, he means that he means that the whole thing has been a disappointment, and and particularly Christians. I can't speak to to non Christians on this on this point, but as Christians, we have one, one exactly one loyalty and one allegiance, and that's to God. And we have to answer for the way we've lived our lives down here, and so we get as. Christians, we can get all excited about being Americans and about being from Illinois or New York or California, but that's all by accident. We just woke up and here we were. So that's not really a thing. The most important thing is that we are loyal to and pledge our allegiance to him, and as a result of that, there are, there are obligations down here. And those obligations are to live in this world, in the middle of this world, but stay true to him. So Franklin, when he looked at the landscape, and as a Republican at the time, and looked at the compromise in the Republican Party, he got to the point where he said, that's enough. I can't, I can't side with the Republican Party when they're clearly crossing the line on a moral issue and refused to take a stand on that. And so he said, that's enough. And, and as a result, um, resigned from the Republican party and is an, is an independent. I'm looking at this. He also is quoted as saying, the only hope I have is the church. If it would repent of its sins and confess our sins individually and then repent, then I believe God can use us. Be specific about that. What is he calling the church to do there? Well, he he identifies some things in his in the decision America tour, which we'll talk about in a moment. But first of all, it's a it's a very personal thing um, with our own personal repentance, whether it's neglect of prayer or a mean spirit, because there's a lot of mean spiritedness in the church. For uh, for what's happening in the world, as opposed to having a, a humble and a broken spirit. And go go into that a little bit. A mean spirit. Tell me more what you mean by that. Well, there's a, there's a little bit of a crossover sometimes between when 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 you when you mix uh, faith and political action, that there is a um, there can be a change in attitude that's not consistent with Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit. In other words, you have to be able to engage in culture, we do as Christians, with a spirit of love and joy and peace and gentleness and kindness and self-control. And when that's absent, we've crossed the line. You know, you say that, and and I've been convicted myself. 
I often think about um, sharing the gospel and and uh, independent or uh, individual repentance, but really the whole idea of the gospel is God is reconciling Himself to the world, and you don't do that with a mean spirit. You just cannot be a messenger of His reconciliation in that. No, and pe- no, and people spot that, um, and they're more interested in in the way it looks and what actually is the attitude coming out of your heart than they are your words. The words mean nothing. If there's a mean and critical and angry, if there's an angry spirit, you've lost, you've lost everything. So, so it's, it's personal repentance on that front. And then uh, corporate repentance on the part of the church that we've, we've um, had progressive compromise um, along the way and stepped out of the public arena and have sort of, circled the wagons and huddled among ourselves instead right. of saying, no, Jesus called us to be salt and light and out there. He, he, talks, he called us to be out in the world well, and the, representing him well. There are many issues that, that we could address there. Two that Franklin Graham has raised are the issue of homosexuality, same-sex marriage, and abortion. Why is he uh, focusing on those particular issues at this point? Well, it's interesting how the church has gotten silent on abortion. And it's because, I don't have a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons could be that we feel as though that battle's lost, Supreme Court's ruled, and let's move on. But you can't. You can't move on when this slaughter is happening today. Right now, this is happening, and it's, it's, it's our responsibility to continue to speak to this issue to affect legislation, if we can, which is happening in several states, and very creative lawyers are making inroads on that front to try to fight these battles. Because Jesus said, "You're to be as harmless as doves, but doves, but as shrewd as serpents." So we have to be both. We have to be both. So there's there's that issue, and I think we we run the risk of just caving and giving in because we feel like the Supreme Court has spoken. And now the same thing has happened with same-sex marriage. And, and, you, and you see this. It's amazing. Everybody who's listening would be amazed. I know everybody's amazed. How quickly we've gone. Oh, they are. It, it is. that a... behavior to legalization and acceptance. And now heterosexual marriage almost looks like an anomaly. So I would agree. It's been very scary. This is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker with the law firm of Malk and Baker. We're speaking with Steve Rhodes, vice president of Billy Graham Evangelist Association. Steve, I'm a lawyer. I am involved in what has been called the culture wars. Uh, Perhaps we have missed at different points on that, but I am so glad to hear you talking about this. I I see all around me accommodation, people wanting to get along in society, not wanting to have a mean spirit, and therefore giving away so many things that God has called us to. Uh, How would you address uh, both uh, pastors and their congregations with regard to accommodation? Well, I think it goes back to that question of allegiance. We can't, we certainly can be kind, but we also have to stand firm on what we know to be true. And what I'm, what we're seeing is pastors changing the message. You can't change the Bible. It is what it is. It's God's Word. Our, our challenge as Christians is to accommodate ourselves to the Bible, not to accommodate ourselves to society. And that's becoming more, as you know, it's becoming more and more rare. So I, I think that's why um, we've, 
we are pushing ourselves, Franklin's pushing himself to be in every capital because because as best as we can, we want to raise our voice and say um, it, it should not be this way. And it can't be this way. We're losing our country. We're losing our churches. And we're going to leave our country in a different state than we grew up in. And and so we, we have to, as as prophets, we have to raise our voice and say, this is not the way to go. And there's harm this way. There's danger. Let's move on to Decision America. Now, we're in Illinois. We have a, a reach to Wisconsin and Indiana. What are you doing in those areas? Well, we're... Uh, we're in Nash. Uh, we're in Nash. Uh, we're in Nashville tomorrow. But what we're, what we're trying to do is work our way through the calendar. Uh, we're at, we're through about 19 cities now, and amazed at what God has done. But we'll be in Springfield, Illinois, on June the 14th, and then the very next day in Madison, Wisconsin, on June the 15th. How about anything so, in in uh, Indiana? Do you have anything going on? We do. Indiana is at the end of the calendar, so we're going to be in Indianapolis on October the 5th. And, That's and, uh, almost at the end of the tour. Uh, I'm getting close to the end of this time, but tell us a little bit about what happens at those rallies and what other things after the rally people can be doing. People are coming from all over the place, for one thing. We have people driving five, six, seven hours um, with their church or by themselves. People are coming from all over the state. Franklin will speak. We have a time of personal repentance, corporate repentance, repenting of national sins and blemishes on our country, like racism, which is horrible and continues to today. And then Franklin will speak very directly about our need for uh, continual prayer and calling the Church to prayer, and then very active engagement to be involved. And Franklin will even talk about each of us praying to say, how can we get involved? Should I be running for school board? Should I get involved in county commission? I should be involved in some way out in the public square and to, and to look to God for an answer on what's his will for, for our lives. How should we personally get involved? So that's your action part of it is also our personal involvement, not, not just the politics of 2016. Steve, That's we appreciate right. very much what Billy Graham Evangelist Association is doing. Thank you for coming on our show. Um, I encourage all of our listeners to get involved in the very ways we've been talking about, first in prayer, but also then following up with what God calls you to do to be involved in, in uh, reconciling this country to Jesus Christ. This is Rich Baker. I'm with the firm of Malkin Baker. We are Christian attorneys. Uh, in the Chicago area, serving the body of Christ with all kinds of its legal needs. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, from not-profit administration to religious freedom. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, If you have a need, you can look us up at Baker, M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R dot com. You can also call us at 312-726-1243 and... uh, We would love to work with your needs. Thank you. Thank you, Steve, for being with us. And may God bless America.